this is Macy introducing the scoop, a little miniature version of the serve. This week, Naomi will be sharing a sermon she wrote for our spirituality night held on Monday, September 6th. I hope you enjoy. So my hope while I was editing this podcast was to actually play the music that Naomi played during our spirituality night, but unfortunately, because of copyright, I can't do that. So instead, I'm just going to read some of the lyrics from the two songs that Naomi played for us. The first song that she played for us was One Day. It's by Matis Yahoo. The chorus says, All my life I've been waiting for, I've been praying for, for the people to say that we don't want to fight no more. There will be no more wars, and our children will play. One day. And it just repeats one day, one day, one day. It's a good song. You should check it out. The next track that Naomi played was What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. I'll read one of the verses here that says, Picket lines and picket signs. Don't punish me with brutality. Come on, talk to me. So you can see what's going on. Both of those songs serve to introduce us to the themes of suffering and doing the right thing. And after listening to both of those songs, Naomi centered us with a passage from the Bible. This is a reading from Esther, chapter 4, verse 12 through 14. When Hathak told Mordecai what Esther had said, Mordecai sent her this message. Don't think that just because you live in the king's house, you're the one Jew who will get out of this alive. If you persist in staying silent at a time like this, help and deliverance will arrive for the Jews from someplace else, but you and your family will be wiped out. Who knows? Maybe you were made queen for just such a time as this. Last summer, at the height of the pandemic, or rather, one of the heights, I was watching my friend's then three-year-old daughter and her then 10-month-old son. The baby was content to be in the stroller as long as I walked around with him, and the three-year-old was having fun playing in the sand. At one point, the three-year-old starts talking to herself as she's playing. She says, It's okay. You can be afraid and still be where you are supposed to be. I pause and ask her what she said. She turns to me and says, I'm not talking to you. And she goes back to playing. But then she says louder this time. It's okay. You can be afraid and still be where you are supposed to be. I tried asking her again what she meant. And she just seemed very confused about why I was questioning her. So I quickly gave up. That was the first but not the last time I felt like the little girl was unintentionally preaching to me. You can be afraid and still be where you're supposed to be. That message is a bit countercultural. So often we are told by larger society, and even within some Christian circles, that we need to be comfortable. If a situation, person, or event isn't making us happy or comfortable, we should just leave. Obviously, this is very good advice, sometimes. If you are in an unsafe environment or one where your gifts and talents aren't appreciated, it may be time to leave. 
But sometimes we prioritize our own individual comfort so much that we lose sight of the idea that maybe there are moments where it is okay to be a little insecure, a little uncomfortable, and a little bit scared. The last scripture reading that totally read from is from the book of Esther. So Esther is a beautiful Jewish woman who was orphaned as a child and raised by her cousin Mordecai. Esther's beauty catches the eye of the king, who, like most men in positions of power, is a bit of a jerk. But Esther doesn't tell the king that she is Jewish. The king appoints a man named Haman to a position of power, and Esther's cousin, Mordecai, manages to aggravate Haman because he refuses to bow down and kneel before Haman. Haman, finding out Mordecai is Jewish, decides to kill all the Jewish people in the kingdom. And Haman tells the king, you know what? The Jewish people are weird. They are different from everyone else in the kingdom, and they don't follow your rules. They should die. And the king says, okay, do whatever you want with these people. Mordecai, after hearing what was going on, goes to the palace gate and starts tearing off his clothes and crying and mourning and anguish. Esther, who lives at the palace, hears this. She tries to send Mordecai new clothes, but he refuses. Finally, she sends a messenger to find out why her cousin is freaking out. Mordecai, through the messenger, tells her about the planned massacre of the Jewish people, and he wants her to go to the king. Esther is unsure. She may be queen, but she still needs permission to see the king, or he might kill her. And Mordecai responds with what Tolly just read, telling her, If you remain silent, someone else will rescue the Jewish people, but you and your family will suffer. Maybe you were made to be a queen for this time. Eventually, Esther does manage to reveal to the king she is Jewish and that Haman is trying to kill her and her people. And needless to say, the story does not end well for Haman. But the point of this was that Esther was definitely afraid. She had so much to lose, including her livelihood. I'm sure that comfort is the last thing she felt. She had a difficult choice to make. She could remain silent as her people were killed, or she could risk angering the king and being killed herself by speaking up. Most of us, hopefully, will not have to face that dramatic of a choice. And yet, when it comes to living in a world filled with violence and injustice, there will be times when we will have to make tough decisions between doing what is easy and comfortable and doing what is right. And doing the right thing will often feel scary. In a world where violence is the norm, will we have the courage to speak up against police brutality, endless and pointless wars, school shootings, or large-scale poverty? Will we have the courage to say, you know what, the amount of money the U.S. spends on the military at the expense of social welfare programs is too high. Our government is addicted to death and destruction, and we need to break that addiction now. Will we have the courage to say, school shootings need to stop. Gun violence needs to stop. The ways in which our society consistently oppresses the poor and marginalized needs to stop. Will we have the courage to advocate for solutions that seem far-fetched, but are the only way for us to have a world where, as Matisayu says, there be no more wars and our children can play? Will we be brave enough to imagine a world where the military isn't needed? Will we spend more money investing in peace than in creating weapons meant to sanitize war and make it easier for Westerners to wage it? Will we be brave enough to reconsider every aspect of our justice system, from the laws that penalize people of color and the poor for simply existing in a given space, loitering, to how we punish major crimes such as murder. 
Can we stop and imagine a criminal justice system based on rehabilitation and mercy rather than punishment and revenge? Will we have the resolve to look at some of the problems in the world, maybe not all, because that's a bit overwhelming, and ask with Marvin Gaye, what's going on? With the intent to do and be better? Or will we shut our eyes and hide away? Will we listen to the cries of those suffering and sit with them, even if we don't know how to help? Or will we close our ears and just ignore them? Obviously, as individuals, we can't do everything. We can't save the world. But that's not what God is asking us to do. We can't save the world, but we can do something. Anything. We can look at our individual situations and find one thing. One small thing to make the world a slightly better place. We might feel inadequate. We might be afraid. But trust and believe that maybe God has you here for a reason. Maybe you are called to do one right thing, right here, right now. If we all take seriously that calling to do the right thing, right where we are, we might be able to create a world where pain, suffering, and exploitation are a thing of the past. <laughs>